What's up, everybody? This is Lola Ojabowale, founder of Lunch Pail Labs. Welcome back to Lunch Pail Daily, my personal audio diary on building and growing Lunch Pail Labs, a digital product studio based out of Atlanta, Georgia. Today's episode, we're going to jam about some of the dangers of solo businesses, what I think solo businesses might be able to take as a blueprint and um, to mitigate some of those dangers and all that fun jazz. Background, in case you missed it, on Twitter, there was a little bit of drama, I'd say, in the company of One World with DesignJoy. For those who don't know, DesignJoy is an unlimited design service. It makes a million dollars a year and it's a one-person business. And the founder, I think, has been getting more popularity recently, though the business has existed for a little while following a really popular indie hackers podcast. I think any like $1 million multiple, $1 million one person business is like, whoa, that's so wild. Um, But he had a pretty popular indie hackers podcast. I've also mentioned and shouted out Design Joy in podcast episodes on Lunch Pail Daily. And um, I'll link the specific episode that I shared in the Take 5, which is Lunch Pail Lab's weekly newsletter. I'll link that in the show notes. But he's been getting all of this attention, sharing a ton, started doing some coaching. And one of his major clients was like, yeah, the service is actually not that great. Uh, Doesn't meet deadlines. Also another popular service, uh, Marvel Assist or productized service with like unlimited stuff. Um, Also it was kind of caught in the uh, crossfires as like, oh, these indie hacker services that we sometimes extol that build in public, that try to be transparent. Sometimes they're not actually great services. And uh, the founder of Design Joy wrote a thread about all this, the dark side of solo businesses and ultimately announced how he's now scaling back and will be letting go of some clients because it's unsustainable, but really brings about some interesting thoughts about solo businesses. How do you even grow a solo business? Like what is too much? And so I wanted to jam on it and also like how it relates to Lunchpail Labs because I would define it as a solo business. Though we have some partners that we like work with and Um, a lot of the efforts are collaborative things and there's contractors that I pay out for things. Um, yeah, I, I think it still falls into that solo business category. And I think a really good blueprint for how it might happen successfully is really this like archetype of the creator slash the artist, the athlete, the celebrity, um, of I think it's a really if we look at some case studies from that world there's like a blueprint of thinking about how you could work and grow a solo business and I would say solo business um or maybe a solo business mindset being folks who are kind of optimizing for freedom have multiple streams of um, income, but really like where this the business owner, the chief, the CEO, what call you, is also really into a craft. 
which I find, or which I would define a little bit distinct from like a fortune 500 CEO, which is not necessarily like executing on a craft in their job um, as a five, fortune 500 CEO outside of like managing an or a, a large organization. So um, that that's, I think, yeah, that's, that's how we can maybe describe both. So, and I, we'll go through like three, I think there's like three stages that kind of are in this blueprint of like the creator. So stage one, it starts with the craft, like absolutely. Before Rihanna was making fashion stuff for um, LVMH or Serena Williams was having her clothing line and doing stuff with VC firms. They were both like ridiculously good at something. Rihanna making those bangers and music, Serena being a total boss at tennis. And I think in the solo biz world, um, yeah, you have to have, I think you, I think you need a craft. Like, I think you have to be ridiculously good at something. Um, and that stage one is a solid solo service business, probably a consultancy. So getting really good at that intersections of skills, crafts, finding whatever you can sell that makes you a living that few hundred thousand dollars a year. And I think an important part of this, and even something that Brett, who is the founder of Design Joy, later shouted out in his thread about like the dark sides of like business or solo business, I think it was called, is that make making sure that these things are intentionally capped. And I haven't highlighted this as much this year in my weekly reviews, but I know like last year I was like, hey, you know, when I was first was when I was really trying to grow Lunchpail Labs consulting to its first like 100,000 multi six figure year. I had this like, hey, I'm only really trying to do like X hundred thousand dollars with consulting and the rest to be from products uh, or really the rest to be from products. Cause I think you have to be very, very, very careful as a solo business, not to get into situations where you need to scale your time, but you like can't scale your time and reflecting back on like the design joy service you have unlimited service you have unlimited design that you're offering you have 50 clients there's just so much that a single person can do with those but we look at this i think as the creator model and that first step if you're trying to do this solo biz i think is getting really good at something whether that's design whether that's product whether that's video but having some superpower um which again, I don't know. I don't think that's necessarily a requirement for being a good CEO. I don't know. I've never been a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, so what do I know? Um, <laughs> and then I think step two is this like sort of middle stage of creating assets. Um, and in the solo business world, I think that can be things like standard operating procedures, cheat sheets, plugins, templates, videos, blog posts. If you're looking at Nate Berry's, uh, Nathan Berry's like wealth creation ladder, that would be like the one-time sales, the maybe like digital products. Um, and 
one thing that really opened my eyes from this sort of design joy fiasco is I think these are a really good opportunity where being so low can start to transition to really more intentional collabs with others. Um, so I think this is probably the stage where I'm at right now, or at least trying to be, um, probably doing a lot of free assets and then maybe later optimizing them or monetizing them. But I think my strategy moving forward will be to try to be a little bit more intentional about building things with others, not just having partnerships where I'm like, oh, I can't take this work. Like here, you take this work instead and you give me some of that money from me referring this work, but having like actually co-creating um, with, with folks, kind of testing what it would be like to do co-founder type stuff. And then you've got the last level where you are sort of like, you have a portfolio of different businesses, you're working with other people who have those businesses and running things on those businesses. And, um, you know, you start with your solo craft and maybe that's the thing that you do solo. Nobody's really singing for Rihanna. No, no one's playing tennis for Serena. You got your solo craft that can make you money. And then as you branch out to other things, that's when you bring other people onto them as well. So that's all I've got for this Tuesday. I hope you all have a great one.